Welcome to the CrossFit Engage podcast. Our goal is to share with you the success stories of our community and how they're living longer, healthier, and happier lives. Here we go. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down here with Shannon. Shannon Moss, how are you doing? I'm good. Good, good. Uh, Shannon, you've been here for a little while now, um, and we want to tell the world how amazing Shannon is. (laughs) Amazing. Sometimes. Sometimes Sometimes. more than others. You don't believe it as much as we do, (laughs) I see. Uh, Shannon, you've been here, you've been with us for about 14 months or so now. You joined last year, last March in 2021. Um, Do you remember when you came in, what was your first workout? Oh, I don't even remember. You don't recall what it was? Uh, It must not have been hard enough for you. Oh, I don't know about that. I think it was, I probably blocked it out because I was about to die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shannon, we want to, let's start with, we're going to go a little bit further back into your story. Uh, We want to hear a little bit about what do you do for a living and how did you get started with that? Um, I do hair and I got started with that a little bit later in life. I've been doing it for about 16 years now. Um, but I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I did a little bit of everything, bartending, drove a garbage truck, drove a school bus and finally decided on hair. Wow. Many talents, huh? Well, lots of experiences. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you narrow it down into hair and what, like, what was your first experience with doing hair? I think when I was just trying to find something that would allow me a little more flexibility, something that helps people. Mm-hmm. I was I spent a lot of time working on my own, like with the school bus, with the garbage truck. It was hard and hot. I just want something a little more sustainable, I guess. And hairstylists can definitely do pretty much whatever they want. Right. Now, did you end up going to any kind of like cosmetology school or yes. anything? You did? Okay. Where did you go? I went to Northwest Hair Academy in Everett, Washington. And how was that? It was great. It was a Paul Mitchell school and yeah, it was fun. So educate me a little bit and maybe everybody else who's not as, as familiar with cosmetology school. How long is, is the, the schooling there and what's kind of the, the requirements to graduate? What are some of the things that you have to do, comps and stuff like that? So you go for about two years. It's like an associate's degree equivalency. Um, and you do like a few hundred hours of theory just for, before you get to touch anybody. Mm-hmm. And then you are working on people and each other and mannequins and each month they would give us a checklist of all the different services that we had to do. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, what would you say the hardest thing is to do? Um, I would say blonding. Blonding. Yeah, it's tricky. And there's so many different kinds. Right. Now, I don't know very much about this, obviously. Uh, educate me on what is it that makes that so difficult or so challenging? Um, it takes a long time, and you have to be careful so you're not damaging somebody's hair. Mm-hmm. And when somebody says, I want blonde hair, like literally there's a hundred different colors of blonde. So. I'm, I'm, so, and the reason I'm asking, I'm in the learning stages as well. Obviously, my girlfriend's uh, blonde, not naturally, but uh, has this done frequently. So, yeah. Um, Maybe I'm just trying to pick up some pointers so I can <laughs> just help her out. Just so it looks 
pretty. I, I, that's what I do right now uh, <laughs> with zero understanding of what actually goes into it. So, um, so you you went to cosmetology school, you graduated, you're out now, and you started practicing right away. Mm-hmm. Did you you started at a salon first, and now where? What are you doing now? Are you still I'm working? I'm still in a salon. Okay. Yep. Is it the same one that no. you started at? No. I started in Washington State okay. and then moved here about nine years ago. And now I work at Color Lush and um, I'm just a team member there. And Love it. Love, Love it. it. So now as a team member, you rent a chair out and... We don't rent chairs. Okay. We're commissioned. Okay. Yeah. So we all, that's where we get the team mentality from so if i need help i work with a couple of as associates we call them it's like an assistant but we're training them and then we kind of just work as a team got it got it cool so you are you in charge of your own schedule or do they make that for you or Um, how do you guys rotate within we have to work either eight to two or two to eight okay we can work seven days a week or six we're only open six okay but you can work as many shifts as you want as long as you stay you commit to working two shifts you have to work eight day love it. because we usually share our stations with someone else so yeah, got it got pretty, it pretty flexible yeah so you've been doing this for nine years now uh 16 total 16 total yeah. okay and no regrets so far you're still loving it right don't wish yeah. you were bartending anymore or anything mm-hmm. like driving the garbage truck no none of that <laughs> no no thank you awesome awesome uh so tell me you've got some pretty unique hobbies um, for those of you guys that don't know Shannon or you haven't had the, the pleasure of meeting her yet, uh, she does a lot of really cool, interesting things that people may not know about you. So let's start <laughs> with the obvious one. Oh, the music. The music, the music, yes. Yeah, I play in a couple bands, like three. Wow. And yeah, it's a good, good time. I play in like an all-girl band and we play some funny like blues and country stuff. And then I play in a, another like not acapella acoustic group that's just a mix, and then I'm in like a funk disco band that's like all the fun stuff you want to hear. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Are you guys mostly local? Do you travel any, or what's the? Um, we're what's traveling a little bit. Like we've been to Kentucky at the casino, and mostly local for now. We're thinking about going to Florida for a little bit. See how that works out. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and again, if you guys have not met Shannon. She does uh, some local events, uh, especially in the downtown area, right, is where we've seen you quite often, actually. Yeah. Um, amazing voice. Oh, thanks. Beautiful set of pipes, right? Thanks. Um, tell people, just so that they can kind of keep an eye out, what's what's the name of each of your bands? Um, so it's the Piney River Pearls and the Keepers and Groove Cruise. Groove Cruise, the Piney River Pearls, and what was the, the middle one? The Keepers. The Keepers. Yeah. The Keepers. So keep an eye out for them. Uh, obviously, go check Shannon out. It will not <laughs> disappoint next time that she's in the downtown area. Uh, so, Shannon, you, speaking of the downtown area, we ran into each other this past weekend. Um, there was a food truck event Hi. going on downtown. And you had, we obviously, like I said, when we ran into each other, you had made a comment that, you actually received a comment that day that I think you were shocked by, and I don't know if you thought you would ever get that comment. Tell me, tell the people what the comment was that someone said to you first. We'll start with that. What was it? Um, a girl that I work with, we were talking about working out and stuff, and she said that I was her goal, like that she was like basically like 
trying to look like me, I guess. Body goals. Yeah. Body goals. Which was like shocking. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. So did and you never thought you would be in a position where you would have that effect on someone else. No, definitely <laughs> it was not at the top of my list or my mind. So what, when, when she said that to you, shocked is the word that comes to mind. What did that mean to you in terms of, obviously as the coach, we see every single day, the amount of hard work that you put into this. Um, what did that mean for you in terms of, did you feel like, man, it's finally starting to pay off or like people are finally starting to notice and take, you know, take note of all the hard work that I have been putting in. Yeah. It's, you kind of lose the end goal as you're like pushing through the workouts day after day. So to have somebody say that be like, Oh my gosh, that's right. I've been working towards this goal and uh, you know, it's finally here. Well, it's closer. Yeah. So yeah, I was really, made me feel really good. I, I think that that's something that a lot of people struggle with in the beginning is that everybody comes in with, with a goal. In, in, I mean, you name it, we hear all kinds, but that goal is their North star. I mean, they're fixated on that thing coming in and somewhere around the middle of their journey. Well, middle is kind of relatively speaking, yeah. but, uh, as they get into it, they do start to, you know, you hear all the time, like fall in love with the process. It's just, it's a journey. It's not a sprint, you know, um, it happens almost naturally that you do begin to fall in love with the process and you do kind of. I don't want to say forget about your goal, but you start to, at least the more advanced that you get and the more experience, and we call it your training age that you have, you do start to focus in on day to day versus that end goal. Yeah. Right. And so when someone does make a comment like that, it's just reassurance for you where you're like, oh my gosh, like it is starting to pay off. And and yeah. wow, you know, hurting that bad in that workout in, in a good way, we're using the word hurt, yeah. uh, hurting that bad in a workout was worth it. You know, and in the time and in the moment, it didn't necessarily feel like it was something that was doable for me. But, you know, yeah. long story short, people are taking note. Yeah. Right. And it Shannon is, is body goals now. It's definitely worth it. And I actually had like this crazy like shift of mindset because, you know, I've struggled with that. And when you sent me that quote about the man who enjoys the journey will walk farther than the one that's just worried about the destination. Mm. I was like, mind blown. I was like, Oh my God, what I've been, what have I been doing this whole time? Right. Right. Like I'm not even appreciating and celebrating my wins. Yeah. And so after that, it really just like, I mean, yeah, I'm concerned about the end goal, but I'm just so grateful and just psyched about every day. I I'm, even if I don't do more weight or more reps, just that I walked in the door, I just showed up and that's like awesome. Yeah. It's like, it's great. That's so fantastic. And, and it's so easy for people to lose sight of that is like, there are wins in every single day if you look hard enough. And sometimes that win is just showing up, mm -hmm. you know, that's yeah. literally, that's what we put on the back of our foundation shirts. When you graduate foundations is like, Hey, just show up. Because yep. sometimes, you know, we do handle everything from, from A to B in between there once you do get here. But sometimes that's even just your smallest win for the day, yep. you know. And, and even if you're not, quote unquote, feeling it for that day or you don't have a whole lot of push left because it's been a hard week or it's a hard day at work or, you know, you didn't sleep that well or whatever the stressor might be that's going on for that day, you got here. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. You got here, you moved, you sweated a little bit, you did something. You know, a lot of times that's way more important than even just doing the weights and the reps and, you know, the times that are on the board. Mm-hmm. Those are all great and they definitely need to occur often. Um, but sometimes it's not always the biggest picture. Yeah, I think it's definitely, sometimes it's a more of a mental thing. Like I look back sometimes and I would come and I was like, you know what? I can't do weight. I'm not feeling it. I don't know. So I'm just going to do these body weight lunges. And I was just, I felt my, my attitude and my mood just changed. Like just did a 180 from when I first got here, just, just by moving and just being here. Yeah. I think the, the other people around too really kind of gives you a little boost too. Definitely. Yeah. We say all the time, like, Number one, you have to check that ego at the door. Mm-hmm. If you don't, I mean, again, you're going to beat yourself up more than you lift yourself up. Yeah. And that's a very tough place to be. If in, you know, we do see it there, you know, there's some that'll come in and like, they're just RX for the sake of RXing and they have to do what's on the board at all costs with, you know, really no reward at the end because we're, we're completely missing the goals. And I think it's very, very important that you have to take that step back and you have to be very realistic with where you're at in your training and where you're at in your daily life, you know? And like you said, the people around you are going to, are going to support you no matter what. There is no defeat in the room unless you allow it to happen. And usually it's, it's in your own head. It's not in the eyes of anybody else, you know? And we, we oftentimes tell people, you know, especially that, you know, as they're newer and introing their journey here is like, literally whether you're the first person or last person to finish is irrelevant. Like people are going to cheer for you the same and everybody's there to lift you up. So, um, coming in, being coachable, putting in the hard work, whether it looks like what's on the board or it doesn't look like what's on the board. Sometimes that hard work is relative as well. Yeah. Right. But you've shown that you've proven that over and over and over and over again. And now again, it's paying off it is. and it happened when you shifted that mindset. It did. And even, it's like flooding into other areas of my life. Like I just, even if it's not coming like, Oh, I'm not coming here today for the physical workout. I'm coming in here because the mental workout, Mm -hmm. like for that hour, I just get to like be in it and just not worry about anything else. Yeah. And then when I leave, it's like, Oh man, I got this. Yeah. And, and we say, you know, this is, this is supposed to be, the hardest part of your day that does not mean the least enjoyable part of your day. So I don't want people to like confuse the two, (laughs) but literally the reason is like, if you put in the hard work and the training here, when we say everything that you do inside of these four walls transfers into daily life outside of these four walls, we literally mean everything from your attitude to your mindset, your approach towards difficult tasks, things that are, um, feel, undoable they, they don't feel like you're going to get through that moment or that time or that event or whatever whatever the case may be but you know through training that mindset in here that you will finish yeah right and i think that it's just you just your coping is better you're like yeah 100 now i think it would be almost negligible to talk about all the hard work that you put in and talk about the exercise and your mindset and your approach towards that and how that's changed for you over the past 14 months and not talk about also the hard work that you put in on the nutrition side of, of the yeah. game as well, because that is 
the bulk of what we do here. That is the base of the pyramid. That's that's actually takes up a bigger chunk of the pie than the exercise does. Yeah. You are involved with our nutrition program here. Yep. And you've been doing that for some time now. Like since October. Yeah. Well, doing it. Several months. Yes. Well, and and just like when you started exercise here, there's yeah. there's an evolution. Yes, for sure. Right? And your mindset in terms of nutrition has changed as well. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about what you've learned from the nutrition program and how that has helped shape the uh, the body goals that people see now and, and, and your approach towards your training and daily life. Um, I feel like just take, it's more about taking care of your body. It's not about losing weight or bad foods or like punishing yourself because you had a cheeseburger and so now you can only eat salad the next day it's caring for your body so it can do all the things that you want to do and caring for it most of the time so that one time when you want a cheeseburger you don't even think about it it's not even a thing you just it's still caring for your body i've tried everything i did keto i did weight watchers i did vegan i did paleo i've tried everything and nothing has worked for me steadily and sustainably as this. Just eating good food, still enjoying. I can still have a cocktail if I want. I can still have pie. I don't do it all the time. I've definitely cut back. But it's still working. Like, I'm sure if I stuck to it 100%, like it would work maybe a little faster. But it's working, and I am fine with that. I don't beat myself up about it. I'm like, man, I went off the rails. Yeah, we'll reel it back in. Yeah. And it's still working. It, you got it. You've got it. And and that's really what our nutrition program is about is I think people are shocked to find that it's way less about food <laughs> than it is the mindset behind it. Yeah. Right? And we tell people all the time, like, it's way better to be consistently good than it is to be perfect once. Yeah. Right? And 100% is not sustainable. That's like if you came in the gym every single day, like we talked about, we've got, you know, some that come in and they have to RX just because it's on the board. Like I'll have to lift that weight. Why? Well, just because it's up there. That's a short lived road. Right. And so is sticking to the diet 100% of the time. Life is meant to be lived. Yeah. Right. And if anything in our nutrition program, we only preach from the standpoint of addition. We never tell you to subtract anything. Yeah. Right. And, and again, for sustainability and for life, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I think one of the biggest pivotal moments for you, do, well, let me see if you know, do you <laughs> know what the most pivotal moment was for you in terms of the nutrition mindset? When was that? Um, I don't know of like a specific moment, but I think. Because I can tell you through a lot of conversations that we've had <laughs> where I think it is and, well, and I could be wrong, but. Well, I think it still goes back to that that one email that you sent me when I was struggling. I'm a perfectionist, which is not always a good thing I've learned recently. But it's I started looking back at the tracking sheet, like since October. And I was like, man, I was so frustrated. Like, this is not working fast enough. And then I looked back and I was like, oh, my God, because I didn't do anything. I didn't eat the food. I didn't work out. There was one like December. I know it's kind of crazy, but I worked out like three times. Mm-hmm. In a month. Okay, well, that's why this is not working. 
Yeah. It's just the tracking. What do you think yeah. it was? I think, and, and I do think that the tracking is, is valuable for both the coach and you because it allows you to see, you know, and like you said, you were very, you were very eye opened when you looked at that December chart and you're like, holy crap, like, no wonder, like, I haven't been doing anything, you know? Um, I know that Shannon likes to travel. Shannon takes a lot of vacations, right? And we have had multiple emails of, hey, I'm going out of town. You know, what do you think I should do? How do I, how do I plan for this? And it's like, listen, life is meant to be lived, right? Nobody got fat in a day and nobody got skinny in a day. Yeah. I want you to eat, right? I want you to make the best decision possible in the moment, but I also want you to live. Yeah. Right. And don't worry about tracking. Right. But then when you come back, we're going to get you back on board. And there's some strategies around like when you were traveling, some certain things that we implemented, but, yeah. uh, and then when you came back, definitely there's some strategies around getting you back on track. But I think for you, it's being okay with, I fell off a little bit. I know why I fell off a little bit. Yeah. And now we're going to jump back on. I think the stress of it, I've really realized I stress myself out and give myself a lot of anxiety and that can like stall or even reverse your results. Mm -hmm. Stress is terrible. And so once I, you were like, eh, it's okay. And so then I would just keep in the back of my mind, like, okay, I'm going to make sure I drink all the water and I'm not going to go crazy with like alcohol. And I'm going to make sure all my snacks have protein. And I, and then one time I tried to track and I was like, forget it. I cannot track this, but I ate, you know, I didn't have fries. I had salad or, you know, just small things like that. And I still lost weight or I didn't go up. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And you didn't have to starve yourself to do that. Right? No, I ate great. Like I still had the best time. Like I now clearly, I don't even remember that. I just remember going to the beach or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one approach that we take is simplifying the tracking process. And that's something that we, we do a lot in our nutrition programming like as well. The, the pack in the packet, with uh-huh. like the shapes. So you can still kind of know what you're doing and not having to like get out your scale and like type in them. Yeah. It's, and I think for a lot of people, it is often overcomplicated mm-hmm. and it does not have to be complex at all. And again, I think a lot of people, when you dial in, you know, some of these strategies that we implement, it's so much easier to live your life and to enjoy it and not feel like you can't have the things that you love the most. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm going to go out, I'm going to brag on you a little bit since, uh, I don't know if you will or not. Shannon's pretty humble, but you, (laughs) since you've started working with me in our nutrition program, you've lost 11 pounds already. And it's hard to say, and like you said, that's not necessarily the the goal anymore. That may not be the North Star because now you're starting to get um, a little bit more focused on like kind of your performance goals, but we know we have to eat well for that to happen as well. So like it kind of goes hand in hand, but your focus is now shifted a little bit, but it's, it would be hard to say like how much was fat, how much have you gained back in muscle? I don't know. Uh, because we haven't really done like full body composition testing this whole time. I can tell you I'm down like 5% body fat. And from when I started CrossFit, I'm like at 20 pounds down. That's amazing. And I, I feel like I haven't given up anything, but I come here an hour a day, like four, I try to go four to five times a week, but that's, I haven't given up anything. That's so incredible. And you know, like 
when we talk about the the fat mass that you've lost versus the muscle that you may or may not have gained um, or that you definitely gained, we know that without testing body comp because your strength numbers have gone up way up, way up, right? You're lifting heavier than you've ever lifted. You're moving faster than you've ever moved and you're moving longer than you've ever moved. So I tell people all the time, if, if things are getting better in terms of your strength numbers, you're moving longer, you're moving faster, your clothes are fitting better. Even if the weight's not changing, you're not gaining body fat. Yeah. I think people have to be careful with that because it's easy to get stuck on the scale. Very easy. easy. Very easy. And if that's the only metric that you utilize to measure success, I think, uh, we need a mindset check. Yeah. You know, and you know, like when I first started here, I was, I was previously working with a trainer and I remember I had just, I just started like deadlifting just over a hundred pounds, like triple digit club. And I have doubled my deadlift. Like that's insane. Very, very. And my mile time is in half. Well, and I say very, I don't even know if it's insane. I would say the hard work that you put in, how coachable you've been, your dedication, your consistency to that dedication, like all of that is starting to line up for you and pay off in a huge way. Yeah. Huge way. Yeah. So we're going to have to wrap this up here pretty soon, but I want to end with just a few questions for you and we'll kind of speed around this one. If you're cool with that. Uh, number one, if there's ever been any advice that's ever been given to you by any one of our coaches that you feel like is attributed to the success that you've seen, what was that advice? And do you remember who told you? When I first started, I was trying to figure out, you know, weights and how, and I was, I looked at you and I was like, I just, I'm not sure what to do. Cause I don't know what my body can do. And you said, good job. Neither does anybody else. <laughs> I was like, that's right. So yeah. I'm just going to keep doing until I figure it out. Right. It, it, you know, you have to learn your body just like the coaches have to learn you. And I think what people are, are afraid to do most of the time is try. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're going to tell you if it looks bad and we're not going to let you do it if it looks bad, if we think it's going to hurt you. But until you try, nobody knows. And I think, I think that's a hard concept for most people to grasp are like, what do you mean? You know, you're the coach. Like, what do you mean? You don't know? Well, you know, it's also your first time in here. So uh, like I said, we're here to tell you and we're going to tell you if things look bad or if we feel like you're going to get hurt or something like that, but never be afraid to try, you know? And that's kind of where that statement, you know, comes from is like, try and you'll know. Yeah. And, if, and we're going to cut you off if it starts to go bad, yeah. it starts to go south. And you'll know. I mean, pretty soon you learn your body. You kind of know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next question. What is one thing that you want to achieve in the next six months? And it doesn't even have to be fitness related. Uh, competition and a pull-up. Competition and a pull-up in the next six months. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, we do have another gymnastics seminar coming up too, so... Make sure you get on board with that I'll one. I'll be there. Um, all right. Last thing we're going to leave everybody with. What is one piece of advice that you can leave all of our listeners with who feel like maybe they're a little intimidated to come in or get started or maybe even evolve their fitness journey? Just try. 
No one ever feels bad just trying. Nobody ever regrets trying. If it doesn't work, then you try something else. Just try. And on that note, mic drop. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, that is all that we've got. Thank you, Shannon, so much for being here. Thanks for having me. That was fun.